Today on Hardwired. And they say, our Lord and God, you deserve to receive glory, honor, and power because you created everything. Everything came into existence and was created because of your will. You are not fearfully and wonderfully evolved. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. Welcome to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Whether you find yourself in a good place, maybe in a difficult place, or possibly even in a very lonely place, let me encourage you that you've come to the right place. Now, if you're not able to stick around with us for all of today's program, you can always listen to it at our website, hardwired.org. You may have been listening to the program for a while or possibly just tuned in. Well, I want you to know that we do this for you. With a world that is searching and coming up empty, it's nice to know you can land on this message of hope and truth, something we all need to hear. So let's jump right in with today's program. Here's Pastor Jeff to tell us what's coming up in today's edition of Hardwired. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your very busy day. Well, we have just started a brand new series through the book of Revelation that I've called A New World is Coming. And indeed it is. There is a brand new world coming with Jesus at the head. But until then, we have the book of Revelation that predicts so many things about the days that are approaching very quickly for us. And today we're going to look at John sees heaven. One of the powerful things that John experienced was the Holy Spirit took him up into heaven and John saw things that no mortal had ever seen and he shared them with us and so we get to see a little bit of what John saw in heaven. So grab your Bible, grab something to write with, take notes on this series. This will be something you can go back to over and over again in the days to come. I can't wait to share part two of the message, John Sees Heaven. Let's go. Chapter four closes out with John observing a profound worship session in heaven. One thing I saw, and we're gonna see in this study, is what's going on in heaven? Worship. If you don't like worship, you're in big trouble in heaven. You know, if you're one of these God's frozen chosen and you can't, you know, really get into worshiping God, you better learn now. Because what I see in the book of Revelation is that's all that's going on up there. All right? Watch this. Verse 9. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to the one who sits on the throne, to the one who lives forever and ever, look what happens in verse 10. The 24 elders representing the church bow in front of the one who sits on the throne and worship the one who lives forever and ever. And they take the crowns off their head and put them before the throne. They give them back. And they say, our Lord and God, you deserve to receive glory, honor, and power because you created everything. Everything came into existence and was created because of your will. Can I tell you tonight, you are not fearfully and wonderfully evolved. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. Everything came into existence. It was created because of your will. So here's this worship session going on. And as we come to chapter five, things change a bit. Here's John. He's watching worship. He's seen the throne, the sea of glass, the gemstone colors, the torches. 
the thundering and the lightning. And then this worship session. And now something happens that is huge. He's shown a scroll. And we all know what a scroll is. We've all seen the movies. How many of you saw the Ten Commandments, right? The scroll papyrus that you unrolled. You unrolled these long strips of papyrus and that's what they wrote on. And chapters and verses didn't even exist when it was written. Chapters and verses were added to the Bible around the uh, early 18th century, 17th century. But before then, there were no chapters and verses. It was one long read. Chapters and verses are man-made, but they take nothing from the true pure word of God that was given. They just give us verses where we can more easily uh, memorize it, where I can say, turn with me to John 5, verse 2, and it's easier to access. But they didn't exist for most of the time the Bible's been on the planet. It was just one long scroll, okay? So here's John, he's, he's handed a scroll. Verse one, I saw a scroll on the right hand of the one who sits on the throne. It had writing both on the inside and on the outside. It was sealed with seven seals. Now this scroll is, like I said, crucially important. We note it's not a man holding on to it. It's not a man holding it out to John. It's not an angel holding it out to John. It is God holding it out to John. That makes it super important. God himself stretches and says, here, John. Now, this is conjecture, but it could be the scroll that Daniel refers to in Daniel 12, verse nine, where Daniel is instructed by the angel Gabriel. Go your way, Daniel. The words of revelation I've given you are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. So God's plan going all the way back to Daniel's day would one day be unsealed. When? At the time of the end. So this could be the same scroll. Don't know. When Gabriel said to Daniel, the time of the end, he refers to the end of this age when God wraps up this whole thing and the Lord Jesus ushers in his millennial kingdom of a thousand years. Remember the old movies, the old black and white movies, Hollywood movies, they would come to a close and this music would come and it would say, the end. Remember that, the end. You don't see it anymore, but the end. As if you didn't know it was the end, they're telling you it's the end, okay? But here's the deal. There's gonna be a the end, right? That's what he's saying here till the time of the end. The end of what? This world as we have known it. Time as we have known it. It'll all come to an end when Christ returns. And he will set up his millennial kingdom. And it'll be a totally different world. No devil. Hallelujah. He'll be bound. And and that's another thing. We'll get into that towards the end of the book. But look what John writes next. I saw a powerful angel calling out, Uh, in a loud voice, who deserves to open the scroll and break the seals on it? And then verse three, no one in heaven on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. Look what happened to John. I cried bitterly because no one was found who deserved to open the scroll or look inside it. Why did he cry? I think the first reason he cried 
was he was made starkly aware in a whole new way of the fallen sinful nature of man that nobody could be found worthy to open up this scroll, which is really important because this scroll is going to start the great tribulation. The judgments that begin to fall are in this scroll. John's tears aren't idle tears. He's weeping over this seven-sealed scroll and the sad fact that not a soul on the earth was righteous enough to open it is breaking his heart, but he's comforted when one of the 24 elders steps forward and says, don't weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. Amen. So, Get this, everybody, this is powerful. The resurrected Christ is the only one worthy. The only one in heaven and earth or under the earth, in all of God's universe, he's the only one worthy enough to open up these seven seals. And what comes next is dramatic and powerful. Verses six and seven, I saw a lamb. Please catch us, everybody. I saw a lamb standing in the center near the throne. He's in proximity to God's throne with the four living creatures right there and the 24 elders right there. And the lamb looked like he had been slaughtered. He has seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent all over the world. Now I know what you're thinking. What in the world is that? I believe here is talking about seven manifestations of the one and the same spirit of God. Seven manifestations. What they are, I don't know. But the seven spirits of God, he's not saying there's seven Holy Spirits. I think it's seven ways the Holy Spirit is manifesting in the earth at this time. And they're sent all over the world. And he took the scroll from the right hand. So I got to say it, God's right-handed. If you're a lefty, hey, no condemnation. But here it says the right hand of the one who sits on the throne. I'm just, that's free. I'm not going to make a doctrine out of it. <laughs> We're going to see that this scroll with its seven seals are the focus of the next three chapters. The next three chapters, six, seven, and eight, are going to be the opening up of these seals and what they release on the earth. Now, what's interesting is as you read through the book of Revelation, as you watch these seals get opened and you hear the trumpet sound, and you see the bowls of God's wrath because there's 21 judgments in all. You're going to see this. Seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, seven bowl judgments. And my take on it as I read through it is they get worse consecutively each time. The seals are not as bad as the trumpets and the trumpets are not as bad as the bowls. By the time you get to the bowl judgments, the earth is a wreck. But as you read these 21 judgments that are falling upon a Christ-rejecting world, so people don't like talking about judgment these days. You know, oh, God's a God of love. He's never going to judge. No, he's going to judge because he's a God of love. Because he's not only a God of love, he's a God of holiness. And since he's a God of holiness, he's a God of justice. All right? No holiness, no justice. But God must exact justice for every sin committed on the planet. Now, the, the people that are being judged here, in my opinion, the, the church is gone. 
So the people that are being judged here is a Christ-rejecting, God-hating, Bible-hating, blasphemous, sold-out-to-sin population. You read Paul talking about in Thessalonians where he says, since they didn't receive the love of the truth, God sends them a strong delusion that they would believe not a lie, the lie. The article is used there, the lie, which means it's a particular kind of lie or a unique lie. What's the lie? The Antichrist and the deception he perpetrates on the world. But we're going to get to that as we go through the book. Now, halfway, so we go, re, see these 21 judgments and we go, wow, what is, why is all this happening? And what are these terrible judgments leading to? I'm glad you asked because the answer is in Revelations 11:15. It says, then the seventh angel sounded. Now this is the seventh trumpet blast, all right? right before the final bowl judgments. Before Pastor Jeff comes back to wrap things up for us today, I'd like to share a couple of important things with you. Let me encourage you to take a minute and check out our website, hardwired.org. You'll find today's program along with all of Pastor Jeff's messages. There's a growing list of great things to check out at the site. So hop on over and check it out, hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org. And be sure to tell your friends about the program. We know you're being blessed by it. I'm sure your friends will be as well. We're here to reach as many people for the Lord as we can. So getting the word out will help us on this mission. And that's what this program is all about. And Pastor Jeff's back now for the conclusion of today's program. But after the seventh trumpet blast, there will be loud voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Now, this is crucial. We're going to see in our study that the seven seals in the scroll lead to the seven trumpet judgments. And the last of the seven trumpet judgments will signify the abolition of all human government and the establishment of God's everlasting kingdom under the rule of Jesus Christ. Satan will have no more dibs on anything in this world. At this point right here, notice what it says, the kingdoms of this world, every human government, American government, hallelujah, they need the second coming right now. American government, China's government, Russia's government, you name it, North Korea, South Korea, uh, name, name the government. They're all gonna cease governing when that seventh trumpet blows. All human government is done away with. And there is a switch, a swap, a um, whole new way of everything being run, because now it's gonna be run totally and thoroughly by God. No human government, no more evil dictators, no more, e no more despots, no more Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, no more, none of that. It's all gonna go when the seventh trumpet sounds. So that's what it's all leading up to. This is huge, because this is what was lost when Adam and Eve fell. 
Amen. So we're, we're looking forward to the everlasting rule of Jesus Christ. So that's why he taught us to pray, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Listen, one day that prayer is going to be answered. It's going to, his kingdom is going to run things on earth as it is in heaven. But let's don't jump too far ahead. I just want to give you a little glimpse into what's coming in this study. Chapter 5 finishes out with an incredible heavenly worship session. Oh, we're about to get in some rich stuff as we close tonight. Ready? Verse 8, when the Lamb had taken the scroll, that is, Jesus took the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders bowed in front of him, each held a harp and a gold bowl full of incense, the prayers of God's holy people. Did you ever stop to think that when you pray in Jesus' name, it's so sacred and special and precious to God that it's like the sweet smell of incense to him. And he keeps them all in a bowl-like container in heaven. And it's revealed in the book of Revelation in this time period, it's revealed. Now look what happens in verse nine. They sang a new song. And here's what it said, quote, you deserve to take the scroll and open the seals on it. They're singing now. Everybody's singing. Here's their song. Here's the top 40 hit, the number one hit in heaven. Here it is. Heaven's number one hit. You deserve to take the scroll and open the seals on it because you were slaughtered. Can everybody say he was slaughtered for me? That's what the text says. You bought people with your blood to be God's own. Everybody say with me, I'm a purchase possession. Oh yeah, we're not our own. Can you say with me, I'm not my own. That's why we can't run our own life. No, he is Lord. He is Lord. And we sing, I surrender all. Most of us mean it this way. I surrender some. What I agree with, I surrender. What I don't agree with, oh, I just kind of hold it back. But no, he is Lord of all. We surrender all. Why? Because we're bought. We're owned by him. And look where he got everybody from. They're from every tribe, every language, every people, every nation. You made them a kingdom and priests for our God. And look what's going to happen with us, everybody. They will rule, who? The redeemed. They will rule as kings on the earth that is coming. The new world that is coming. That's why I called this series, A New World is Coming. We will rule as kings on the earth, the world that is coming. Then I heard the voices of many angels, the four living creatures, and the elders surrounding the throne. Look how many there were. They numbered 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands times thousands. In other words, an innumerable, uncountable multitude. In a loud voice, they were singing, the lamb who was slain deserves to receive power, wealth, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and praise. I heard every creature in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and on the sea, everywhere. Now look, what creatures? He didn't say I heard every person. He said I heard every creature. Well, the Greek word for creature here is simply created thing. Now I'm going to step out, and I'm going to tell you what I think this is. Everything praises God. Everything praises God. I mean, come on. 
Jesus said, if you don't let the people praise me, the rocks are going to cry out. I believe everything praises God. Praise and worship of God is the language of the universe. So every created thing. So John is telling us the day is going to come when every living thing, man or animal, everything that is animated, everything that has life will erupt in praise of Jesus Christ. I believe that. Paul the Apostle said the same thing. Look what he said, Romans 8, verse 19. All creation. Everybody say all creation. So there's the same thing. Is eagerly waiting for God to reveal who his children are. In other words, the return of Christ. Creation was subjected to frustration. Your version may say futility, but not by its own choice. There is a futility to life, all right? And what is the futility? Broken dreams, unfulfilled aspirations, decaying, dying, aging. There's a futility to things. And I'm going to say this, until you meet Christ, life is futile. Your thoughts are futile. What futile means is it goes nowhere. Until your mind is renewed by the word of God, your thinking is futile. Your thinking is not going to bring you any answers that matter. No. It's only when we get saved and we begin to read the scriptures that our thinking becomes fruitful instead of futile. But before then, it's futility. All the philosophies of the world, if you ever bother to read the various philosophers through the centuries, they're crazier than us. I mean, they're thinking, they think themselves into a box, into a corner, into impossible pretzels. They, they twist themselves looking for answers to life. I mean, I've read a bunch of them. Read the German philosophers. Read the American philosophers. Read the, the look, I don't care where you go in the world. When you read the, the true, genuine, those that are considered to be the great philosophers of the human race. Read their writings. Now, it's not that everything they observe is terrible or wrong, but there's a futility to it because it doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't bring eternal answers. Didn't the Bible say God has made the wisdom of this world foolish? The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul and making wise the simple. Give me somebody with a barely room temperature IQ and let me fill them with the word of God. They're wiser than brilliant IQ philosophers whose thinking gets them nowhere because there's a futility to life. It's the hamster's wheel. I'm going, 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 but I'm not getting anywhere until I get saved. And then, now I'm getting somewhere, all right? Now I understand things. So Paul says, creation was subjected to frustration, but not by its own choice. The one who subjected it to frustration did so in the hope that it will also be set free. So the whole creation is looking to be set free from slavery to decay in order to share the glorious freedom the children of God will have. We know that all creation has been groaning with the pains of childbirth up to the present time. So the whole creation, 
the animal world, the fish of the sea. It says everything is going to praise God. They're all, they have a sense in their little animal or marine life brains that somehow I'm in futility and I'm suffering and looking to the revelation of the sons of God that's going to happen when Christ returns. Every creature in those places was singing, says John, to the one who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise, honor, and glory, and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said amen. Then the leaders bowed down in worship. And that's the end of chapter five. Thanks for tuning in today to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. With the busy schedule everyone has these days, it means the world to us that you would take this time to listen. Let us know how it has touched your heart by calling us at 877 877- 884-3111. You can also connect with us at our website, hardwired.org. It's no secret that our country has had some extreme challenges over the last year or two. People have been going through depression, isolation, emotional pains, disillusionment, and more, and are looking for something to grab a hold of for security. Well, the answer is not in something, it's someone, Jesus Christ. And that's what this program is all about. So here's how you can help us get this message out. Being a listener-supported program means we rely on the financial partnership of our listeners, which means you. And we believe that these messages with Pastor Jeff are making a difference in your life. So this is how you can make a difference to ours. You can contribute by giving us a call at 877-884-3111 or at our website, hardwired.org 877-884-3111 or go to hardwired.org thank you for your very generous gifts god bless and thanks for listening to hardwired